Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. And uh, Christina Jerichaitis has returned from America, and we're going to have a long chat with her today. So good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well, and you must be enjoying the uh, rain back here in Newcastle. Well, it's actually not raining right now, so that's fantastic. Um, but I tell you, the weather overseas in America was just the same as it was here before I left. Stunningly gorgeous day. Bit okay. of a worry both ends, but anyway. So well, you started off in Boston at uh, an innovation conference. Yeah, it was the Front End Innovation Conference, um, and it's held every year in Boston. They also hold it uh, in, in a couple of places in Europe. Uh, and I'm actually talking to them about potentially bringing it into the Southern Hemisphere. Oh. Uh, but it, it was full of very interesting speakers. So last year there were a couple of names that were involved. This year there were no kind of big names like the Seth Goddens or the Tom Kellys. They didn't have any, any big names this year. But part of the gold last year, which is why I went back this year, um, came from some of the speakers who, who were just emerging as speakers and authors. Uh, and one of those is a, is a young woman by the name of Alexa Clay, who's written a great book called The Misfit Economy. Um, and the book is all about, and her talk was all about, how um, we really need to be paying attention to the ingenuity of thinking that's happening on the fringe of society. And because, as you know, that's where a lot of the change um, instigates and, and the change starts happening from. But she's actually interviewed a lot of, um, you know, a lot of... Uh, Hell's Angels, a lot of mafia people. She has a, um, a gentleman by the name of Julian that travels around with her talking. He's actually spent time in jail, spent time as leader of, of one of the mafia groups. Um, but the business principles that actually are behind some of those organisations um, are, are things that, that have spurred some change on. So mm. they, look at, they look at things like... Um, there's a group called the Lost Tribe, and they're very entrepreneurial, and they have a very, very much a hacker mentality culture. Um, taking things, taking things from the lawbreakers and the guerrilla marketing that kind of happens around that. So, she actually did some guerrilla marketing with her book um, and sent spam letters around, which actually got such a reaction that the book kind of went to number one almost straight away on some of the some of the book lists. So just for our listeners, just remind us what guerrilla marketing is. Okay, so guerrilla marketing is where you kind of go out and you might graffiti something or you might spam people in, in the new age with, with internet. So guerrilla marketing is not your standard form of marketing. It's where you can get fined or get into mm. trouble. Um, mm. I guess things like, um, in, in old-fashioned terms, it was putting posters on you know telegraph poles when, when it was kind of outlawed and people would find you or putting flyers underneath people's windscreens, now we send spam emails out, you know, mm. um, if you haven't been invited to, to somebody's list, somebody's e-list, they can actually put in complaints about you and that, that's, mm. you know, they're the, they're the kind of forms of guerrilla marketing or even things like some of the, the happenings, you know, the, the um, instantaneous um, performances in shopping centres, mm. they could even be classified as guerrilla marketing as well because they're, they're not your standard standard format of um, getting the word out there. So um, with Alexa, she was talking a lot about the hustle. And we, we hear that word a bit more often these days, along with the words grit and determination. So you and I have spoken about resilience, determination, and being resourceful. But in the hustle hustle land of the misfits, so the, the Hells Angels and the Mafias, they used to do a lot of their marketing, if you like, on street corners. 
And this, if we have a look at some of the examples that we've seen um, from iterations around mobile apps where people have sat on street corners and got people to test out mobile apps, we can see parallels with what, what the, the this criminal, if you like, element did um, and where we're getting some of the, the new forms of marketing and new forms of iterations and new forms of doing things, that hustle, that determination to get a product out there. But I, um, I, I do lots of parallels. I suppose if you put it out into you know proper business sense, it really is putting your marketing where your target market is. Absolutely, yeah. And how sim- so? <laughs> and then again, there's another simple lesson. A lot of things haven't changed. Mm. It's just the resource that we're using. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Things haven't changed. The resources that that we do that we use have. to get those messages across have changed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So hacking, you know, hacking's not new. Hacking, hacking is all, where well, we used to say things were alternate or mainstream. Now we kind of go, well, we're going to hack into the mainstream. So again, it, it's the same, same horse, different color, if you like. What we're, what we're doing is actually going to, um, we're actually having hackers in residence, you know, we're mm. bringing people into organizations that can hack into your hardware, hack into your software to create change or to make sure other people can't come in and do, and do any damage to what you're doing. Copying, you know, cop- we're, we're so protective of copyright and everything else yeah. these days, although a lot of people are suggesting that you let it go because by the time somebody catches up with you, um, then you should be that much further ahead of what they are anyway. Exactly but right. But again, open source, yeah. So industrial revolution um, and what that did with IP, now we're, we're talking about open collaboration. You know, we're talking about open sources and everybody getting together and, and innovating, you know, in a group. We've got crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, which in a way is that whole community coming together. Being involved. Um, yeah, and, and pivoting, you know. So they, I, I guess if you think we've heard the misfit economy, they weren't afraid to change things and be agile. And, and mainstream business is now just catching up to that theory. Yeah, to be different. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do like your comment that uh, on your post today where you talked about uh, conferences and the human connection and being at the, the conference was uh, is important that you can connect with other people. That is the number one thing. So if I look at um, if I look at where a lot of the futuristic ideas came from many years ago, if we look at the Jetsons and we look at the Star Wars and we look at Back to the Future and all those things that have actually almost eventuated or eventuated in some way from back then. A lot of the futurists now, um, and the way that they discover what the future is going to be, the way they do a lot of their research is to write fiction. So they will write science fiction about what's going on in the future. If you have a look at the messages in some of those science fiction books now, it's coming back to humanity, Mm. which is exactly what the conference said. And that was interesting. I'm so happy that you brought that up. Last year, the conference was very much around artificial intelligence, um, nano robots going into bloodstreams, you know, things things about using the drone technology that, that was coming in at that point in time. This year, the whole the whole um, I guess message is that human connection because we can have as much artificial intelligence and we can rely on robots and everything else as much as we like, but we need to remember that we are human yes. beings and that humanity needs to come first. Yeah. And that was the message of the conference. If change is going to happen. It's not an artificial intelligence that's going to create the change. It's a human being that's going to assist the artificial intelligence to create the change. All right. Well, I'm we so m- happy you brought that up. We might go to a sponsor's message and a, and a piece of music, and then we'll uh, come back and talk about uh, company culture. 
We shall, and the experience at Zappos was absolutely sensational. Love to tell you about it. And you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. It's coming up to 24 minutes past one. And we're talking with Christina about her trip to this over to the conferences overseas. Good. Welcome back, Christina. Well, thank you, Julian. I was just thinking how how applicable that that light up my life song is into the next thing that I'd like to share with you, and that was the company culture. Company culture, yeah, at Zappos. Because let me tell you, they light up lives on a daily basis. Um, so tell us a little bit internally. about Zappos first of all, so for people who don't know. Okay, and and there's not a lot of people here that know um, mm. Zappos, which is a shame because they're they're actually a billion dollar online um, retail organisation. They started off retailing shoes, uh, and then went into you know other you know other clothing etc. Gifts, whatever they do, a whole range of um, of goods now. They're looking to enter the Australian market. They're not quite here yet, but you know if anybody um, has any interest in company culture at all, please look at Zappos, look them up. Um, but what they, they, they so walk their talk. So from the minute that we, we, Heidi, I was in at Zappos with Heidi Pollard from UQ Power. Mm. Um, and we had organized to do a, a private tour, uh, because we're both so much into and appreciate what a good company culture does for an organization. Uh, so we're at Zappos and we were greeted with the most, the atmosphere is friendly from the minute that you walk in. People are genuinely smiling. It's not, so, you know, often, I don't know, often you can feel when it's kind of mm. forced and when it's mm. not. But these people were so comfortable in their own skin, Julian, that was so, such a nice thing to observe. Their whole culture is bring your real self to work. So if your real self is wearing a three-piece suit, by all means, wear a three-piece suit. If, you're, if your real self is jeans and a T-shirt, wear jeans and a T-shirt because we want you to show up 100% you 100% happy in this organisation. They have an intensive training period, a, a four to five week training period. At the end of that training period, they say to you, do you want to stay? If you want to stay, they're very well screened before they enter that training period, I've got to say, as far as um, screening, as far as do you fit the company culture. At the end of that four week period, they're offered a $4,000 US dollar check to say, do you want to stay? If you, want to, if you don't want to stay, that's fine. Here's $4,000 to help you go and find another job. This will tie you over for, you know, six, eight weeks um, before you find another job. So please take it up if you don't want to work here. So they offer people that, that option to go mm. out. They have internal reward systems. Um, and you, if a, a staff member does something really nice for you, you can nominate them for internal reward, an internal reward system. Um, but the, I think the most impressive thing for me was they are, they are basically a core centre. So they're an online... Um, online, you know, retail centre. Mm. They pride themselves in answering customer calls and queries within 20 seconds, and that's not that's not. Hi, your phone's Zappos. Dial one for retail. Dial two for shoes. That is, you are talking Person. to a representative in under. And they have the stats on the board. So when we were there, they were answering calls in 17 seconds. Um, so that was that was their average for for the month. They have you know their constant reminders of how well they're doing, mm. um, constant incentives. But you know how also a lot of so they overstaff. They overstaff their call centre because they don't want anybody waiting. Uh, and this is this is the whole customer centricity, customer focus mm. that has allowed them to be a billion dollar industry. So that investment in their people and that investment in extra people 
has returned, absolutely. Mm. So, um, you know, you say it and it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Mm. Um, but they were telling us stories about, so there's no timed calls, okay? So it's not you can't be on a call for longer than two minutes. There was a, the guy that took us around, his name was Rio, absolutely amazing man. Um, he's been he's been at Zappos for 20 years, so, you know, or sorry, 15 years. So that's a, a long time to be so happy in one company and not want to leave. Mm. Um, but he, but what he said was he was actually on a call for four hours with a with a lady that had been widowed and she had originally made the call because she wanted to return the pair of shoes that she had bought for her husband and at the end of the day he had he had empathized with her you know on a four-hour call about the problems that she was having what how her life had changed you know the, the fact that yes please keep the shoes we don't even need them back we'll refund your money but to, and then they sent her a bunch of flowers and a handwritten card mm. so they've got resources there um, for people to actually make cards. They've got a list on the board of how many bunches of flowers they've given out, how many cards they've sent, how many surprise gifts. And you know what? They don't actually have to up to a manager to get permission to do that. They if that's what they, they got, they just do it. So mm. very empowering, very giving, um, to the point where even, like when we left, we were, we were asking directions for where we were to go next. And they said, "Oh, you know that? No, forget buses, forget taxis, whatever Uber. What? Don't, don't, don't do any of that. We'll drive you in the bus." And we oh. went, "What?" They got their shuttle bus out and they drove us to our next destination. And it was we had the happiest conversations. We saw every bit of of walking the talk. We overheard the receptionist say to, to an employee that had rung in to say they couldn't be there. Don't worry about a thing. We've got your back. We love you. Take it easy. See you in a couple of days. And. They, they didn't. They had no idea that we were listening or had intended on repeating the conversation. Mm. But that that um, culture, and I'm getting goosebumps while I'm telling you, permeated the whole organisation. Mm. We saw the CEO's desk look like anybody else's desk in the whole. They've got very open plan organisation, um, but they do have so open plan. But they have their personalised area, mm. um, which I think is a really nice mix because open plan doesn't work for for all people. Sure. And moving your desk constantly doesn't work for a lot of people. Okay. But they have their own personalised space. We'll have to leave it there because we're know, running out of time. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> and so I can talk. We're yeah. obviously going to have a lot to talk about over the next few weeks, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I just, I've, I've, can I just finish by saying yeah. I was totally zappified and I suggest everybody go out, goes out and zap right. someone in their workplace with goodness. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for your time, and uh, I'm glad you had a fantastic trip, and we'll hear more about it over the next few weeks. For sure. I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with a very excited person, and I, I think that's what workplaces do to people. If uh, people are excited to work, they, it, 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 everybody gets that feeling, don't they? And unfortunately, we don't have time for our Harvard Business Review tip today, but uh, that'll keep for another day. And thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program and we'll have more from Christina next week on uh, that visit to the conference. We'll also be talking with Tony Vidray. Um, just a reminder, though, we spoke with Dale Beaumont last week. Remember, Dale will be here tomorrow in Newcastle with his day-long seminar, which is packed full of uh, valuable information. If you want uh, your free ticket, go to businesswizard.com.au and you can claim your ticket there. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. And uh, I'd love your company again for business, the law and you the same time next week. Till then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Woody Allen once said, 80% of success 
is just showing up.